Hi guys, and welcome back to Lily White Rose, the stars of tomorrow today. John Wenham here, hope you're all doing well, and thanks for tuning in and downloading another episode. This pod can be downloaded on iTunes, Spotify, and across all major podcast providers. We're also on Twitter, at lilywhite underscore rose, Instagram, at lilywhite underscore rose, and Facebook, at lilywhiterosen17. As you will have all have heard, Tottenham Hotspur are currently dealing with a large-scale COVID outbreak at Hotspur Way that has put pause to all first-team games currently and has led to the training centre at Hotspur Way being temporarily closed down. Tottenham have not officially said what impact this has on this weekend's under-18s fixture versus Leicester City that is listed for 11.30am kickoff at Hotspur Way tomorrow morning and Thursday's FA Youth Cup third-round tie versus Ipswich Town at Stevenage's Lamex Stadium. Notwithstanding the current COVID outbreak at the club, it is frustrating that the FA Youth Cup game was scheduled at the exact same date and time as our first team is due to take on Leicester City next Thursday in the Premier League. I don't see why the club could not move the fixture by a day either side so more fans would be able to attend and go and support the lads. I know the young players really appreciate the support the FA Youth Cup generates and it's a real shame that they miss out on that. I think the game may be delayed in any event with the current Covid outbreak at the club not just confined to first team players. I understand and can exclusively reveal that several of our under 18s players are also um, having to self-isolate at the moment. Um, So it is a big issue widespread across the club, including coaches, first team players, and also academy players. I was delighted to see Harvey White nominated for the Premier League Two Player of the Month award. Leading by example as captain of the side, the 20 year old has enjoyed a terrific spell of late, supplying goals and assists from his central midfield berth to help us remain unbeaten across our last three games. Setting up Dylan Mark Handy for our equaliser in the one-man draw at Brighton on the 5th of November, he subsequently chipped in with two goals in our 4-1 win at Leicester City at their fancy new training ground on the 22nd of November, including a stunning free kick, which is in the running for our goal of the month prize. Four days later, he provided two assists and lashed in a superb third goal as we dispatched Everton 4-0 at Stevenage's Lamex Stadium. The club now need to be doing everything in their power to get a loan deal ready for Harvey from January, as he's clearly outgrown under-23's football, as was shown already by his excellent loan spell at League One side Portsmouth last season. Harvey is bidding to become the second consecutive spur to be named Premier League 2 Player of the Month after Dylan Markandy claimed October's award. Spurs' first team have been drawn at home to League One strugglers Morecambe in the FA Cup third round, with the tie set to be played on the weekend of the 8th of September. I do think it would be beneficial for the likes of Harvey White, Malachi Walcott, Dylan Markandy and Brooklyn Lions Foster to stay around for this fixture prior to heading out on loan. With the fixture backlog we are obviously going to have at first team level, with all these postponed games plus Burnley away that was snowed off just a couple of weeks ago, this game versus Morecambe at home is a perfect opportunity for some of our most talented youngsters to be involved with the first team and also impress visiting scouts prior to heading out on any potential loan deals. Along with the players I already mentioned, I'd like to see the likes of Maxim Paskotsky, Alfie Devine, Niall John and Dane Scarlett also named in the squad for this fixture. I just feel like at home, the pressure is far less than away games against lower league opposition. And we can surround those players with top quality and first team players to give them that opportunity of playing in front of the fans at our fantastic new home and getting some confidence. The club this week confirmed the signing of Southend's 17-year-old left-back Charlie Sayers. This is despite Sayers already playing two under-18s games for us and even captaining us in his second game. I am told that Sayers has signed a three-year pro contract and that Tottenham have agreed a fee of around £50,000 with Southend for the talented 17-year-old. He's already trained with our under-23s as well. Sayers is a boyhood Spurs fan from Wickford in Essex. 
I can see why some would question why a player who at 17 has already played six league games for Southend's first team would make the move to kind of drop back down into academy football. But what's unusual in this situation is that Spurs obviously allowed or, or he chose to move on um, Dennis Serkin in the summer. And there's obviously a natural berth in the 23s for a natural left back with Marcel Lavinia often playing out of position in that role as a natural right-sided player. So, you know, the fact that Charlie has already trained with the 23s gives me an indication that he would have been told that, look, if you impress, keep captaining our under-18s, doing well, you will get the chance to be our under-23s left back. Um, and that's quite impressive for a 17-year-old. So I think that's what will happen. I think we'll see him probably play two to three more under-18s games, and then he will permanently become the under-23s left back for the remainder of the season. Charlie, just in terms of a bit more about him, he's very big for his age. He possesses a powerful and direct running style. And he's got a really good, uh, powerful shot on him as well when he does get those opportunities to shoot. So I think this is a real coup from Tottenham. Uh, I think we're going to see more of these kind of lower league signings with the uh, rules surrounding players you can bring to the club following Brexit and the limitations on uh, foreign players, in effect, moving before the age of 18. So I think we'll see many more um, younger, uh, homegrown sort of British players making that move um, to, to, to top-level uh, category uh, A academies. Southend boss Kevin Mayer, who started his own playing career with Spurs, has wished the youngster well. He said, For a young player to get this opportunity to go to Tottenham, you can't stand in his way. He broke into the team this season and to play at 17 in a really tough league shows a lot of character. He's got a mature head on him for his young age and hopefully he can take that forward. Tottenham is a brilliant football club and they've got some really good people there that I know well. He'll be looked after and coached very, very well. And it's up to him how he takes this opportunity. He's a great lad and we wish him all the very best and hope to see him go on to have a great career for himself. The club also confirmed that third-year scholar Jeremy Kaizu has left the club by mutual agreement. They wish Jeremy well for the next stage of his career. The 18-year-old left-back was never really selected to play much football for either the under-18s or 23s, so this move is not a surprise with his contract set to expire on the 30th of June 2022. Allowing him to move on six months early gives the player the best possible opportunity to secure his next move. Um, he'll obviously be trialling with clubs, I imagine, over the January transfer window, and as a free agent, will be able to join them uh, whenever he so chooses. So, yeah, good luck to Jeremy. Never really worked out at Tottenham, um, and he is one that I would have expected to be released anyway uh, come the 30th of June at the expiration of his deal. Moving on to how our under-23s have been doing. Niall John bagged two superb goals and an assist as our under-23s completed the league double over Manchester City with a 3-0 victory at Hotspur Way. Having ended City's near year-long unbeaten run in the Premier League 2 back in October, we produced a performance full of character and determination to dispatch the visitors again in the return meeting. Midfielder John setting up Jack Clark to open the scoring inside 12 minutes, before firing home in stunning fashion either side of the break to complete an excellent display. Goalkeeper Timothy Lotalata had to make a couple of important saves in the first period, but we worked hard as a team to keep our opponents primarily at arm's length. The City's lineup also included Cole Palmer, who's featured and started Champions League games this year for City. We kept him very, very quiet on the day, um, so that was in incredibly impressive too. Having sat joint third with City at the start of the day, perched above them only on goals scored, the result was a significant one as we moved clear of the visitors and above Arsenal into second, only a point off leaders West Ham, albeit with both the latter clubs having a game in hand. What must be said, and I've mentioned it before, is that we should actually be top of this Premier League 2 this season. We've had two 90th minute plus penalties missed in games we've drawn that would have led to four more points had both been scored. So, you know, we're doing very, very well and huge credit to Wayne Burnett. Coach Wayne Burnett kept the same starting eleven that beat Everton 4-0 last time out. 
and it didn't take long for us to hit the front foot once more after John embarked on a dazzling run early on from deep, only to see Clark blaze wastefully wide. The same two players combined to great effect on 12 minutes when Clark latched onto John's pass through the middle of the pitch and produced a cool finish one-on-one with goalkeeper Kieran Slicker to give us the lead. Dillamar Candy's lively footwork was causing problems for City whenever he got forward down the left and on one such occasion the attacker got the ball back off defender Kwaku Oduru in the box after his initial shot was blocked and saw his deflected effort glance off the top of the crossbar. City were always dangerous though, and they threatened in the latter stages of the first half. James McAtee's first half shot from Oscar Bob's cutback was well saved by Lotalata. However, we fashioned a chance for 2-0 and made it count. Mark Handy playing the ball short to Johnny midfield, with the latter taking a touch and blasting a swirling shot past the helpless slicker from outside the area on 38 minutes. City almost replied on the stroke of half-time, but Lotalata met Brazilian's KK's effort following a fluid team move with a flying save away to his right. The second half was light on chances, but heavy on yellow cards as both teams went toe-to-toe. Malachi Walcott's header from Harvey White's quickly taken free kick was comfortable for the City keeper, while Cole Palmer fouled over the top when free in the box. One of a few wayward attempts from City after the break. On 70 minutes, though, a bolt from the blue set the seal on the victory. Mark Handy's right-footed effort after coming in off the left flank was blocked in the box and the ball ran loose with John collecting it and sending an incredible looping shot into the far top corner. A fine finish from the midfielder. He could have had his hat-trick seven minutes later but he was unlucky to see a good save by the City goalkeeper. Alfie Devine returned to action off the bench after six weeks out with a hamstring injury in the latter stages but couldn't mark his comeback with a goal. The offside flag denying him as he tried to latch on to John's through ball. Nevertheless, it was another good day all round as we made it three consecutive wins in the Premier League two ahead of a trip to Arsenal on Friday week at Boreham Wood. Under-23's coach Wayne Burnett was delighted with the manner of the performance. It gives you an indication of how far the group of players have come, he said. There were some excellent individual performances and overall a brilliant collective performance as well. Let's not forget how good City can be and how good some of their players are. That only heightens the win, really. We're very pleased to keep another clean sheet as well, but we spoke with the players afterwards. We congratulated each other. We also spoke honestly and said that we won't be getting carried away. It's a good win, but we'll play Arsenal next. We've got some other tough games in the new year and we're going to keep working hard. As I said, there were some really good individual performances today. Niall John looked really bright. He looked threatening going forward. He took the ball really well under pressure and found a way to manage the space for himself. His two goals were very well taken and he's starting to influence games more, which is really pleasing. I felt all three of the central midfielders today, Brooklyn's Lions Foster and Harvey White, as well as Niall, were outstanding with their work ethic. I said afterwards as well that it hasn't taken a reminder for the players to keep pressing in the last few minutes of the game. That's a habit they've developed and it's been evident in some of their performances that we've had. They're a really hard-working group in terms of their behaviours and the games just reflect the habits that we see in training every day. We lined up for this great win over City with Timothy Lotelaster in goal, Callum Cissé at right-back, Marcel Lavinia at left-back, Malachi Fagan, Walcott and Toby Amole as the centre-halves, with a midfield three of Brooklyn's Lions Foster, Harvey White and Niall John, and then a front three of Romain Mundale, Jack Clark and Dylan Markandy. Is this week been reported that under-23 centre-back Toby Amole has been offered a new deal by the club? The left-footed centre-back, who joined in the summer of 2020 following his release from Arsenal, has now been pushing for a first-team breakthrough at Spurs and is highly thought of by the coaching staff, given that he was registered in the, both the Premier League and the Europa Conference League squad as a senior player. Ex-Spurs manager Nuno was the first to hand a mower call-up to the first team, naming him as a sub against Rennes, NS Moura and Crystal Palace, but he was a non-playing substitute in those three games. New boss Antonio Conte has been observing the player at close quarters, ahead of a possible debut before the end of the season. 
capable of playing as a fullback, left-sided central defender and as a defensive midfielder, Amol has scored two goals in his last 10 matches in the Premier League too. I see this as a sensible move as Amol has obviously impressed both Nuno and now Conte and the 21-year-old also counts as homegrown so he's very useful for squad management reasons. For example, it could allow us to sell a Winks, a Doherty or a Deli Alley, for example in the knowledge that we can register Amol to take their place in the squad. From next season, homegrown regulations will be far easier for Spurs to manage with both Oliver Skip and Ryan Sessegnon then counting as homegrown. Our under-18s are struggling following the loss of leading goalscorer Jamie Donnelly to injury. I understand Jamie underwent successful surgery on the injury this week and I wish him and his family well with a full and speedy recovery. A slow start cost our under-18s on Saturday as they suffered a 3-0 league defeat away to Crystal Palace. Having conceded twice within the opening six minutes, our youngsters had it all to do in South London as the Eagles flew out of the blocks. By half-time though, the home side were out of sight as they had dispatched a 43rd minute penalty to make it 3-0. We continued to battle after the restart but ultimately were unable to find a way back into the game. Under-18s coach Stuart Lewis said after the game, while he was bitterly disappointed with the way in which his side started the game, he was pleased with the reaction and application we showed and hopes that we can build on that in the coming weeks. He said, Obviously it was a really disappointing start. To concede two goals in the opening six minutes is a really disappointing aspect for us, but I felt we reacted well to that. We had a really good spell and could have clawed a goal back. But again, we then conceded at a really disappointing time. We were getting a real foothold in the game, so to concede just before half-time was a bit of a sucker punch. It was tough to take, but our second half performance was really pleasing. With complete dominance and some good opportunities, it was a great learning experience for the team today. We started with just one second-year scholar, so it was a really young side. We have to take a lot of belief out of our second-half display and build on that. We lined up for this game with Luca Gunter in goal, William Andy Yapan, Charlie Sayers captaining the side, Brandon Brian Way, Alfie Dorrington, Max McKnight, Rio Kyra Mason, Billy Heaps, Jaden Williams, Samuel Amo Amior and Riley Owen up front. Moving on to our loans in recent weeks, Keon Etete has been splitting his time between Northampton and Hotspur Way as he gets treatment on a hamstring injury. The 20-year-old has found his scoring boots for the League 2 side in recent weeks and has become a key player for the team who are second place in the table. Manager John Brady said his output has been fantastic and his performances have been strong and they've been on a constant upward curve. We've noticed that output even more and he has been on an upward curve so he gives us everything he's got. He's been such a key player for us and we're looking when we could rest him. But it's hard when you have a top player because you want to play your best players and he's been excellent for us. Jamie Bowden has regularly been completing 90 minutes for Oldham and is now up to 20 appearances for the season so far in another excellent loan move. Alfie Whiteman's loan at Degerfors IF has come to an end as the Swedish top division has finished. He went on a run of starting 13 straight fixtures for the loan club and will now head back to Hotspur Way to be assessed. I imagine he'll either go back out on loan again from January or alternatively he will become the third choice and that will then allow Brandon Austin to go out on loan for the second half of the season. Winger Janil Bennett has returned to THFC after an ankle injury ruled him out for the rest of his loan deal with Crew Alexandra. The 19-year-old has made 11 appearances since joining Crew on loan in January but he has suffered an ankle injury that could keep him out until February. I hope that once he regains full fitness, a deal can be arranged for him to rejoin Crew on loan for the second half of the season because he started so well and he was getting consecutive minutes under his belt. So hopefully it's just better for his rehab to be done at Hotspur Way with the more advanced facilities there and he can then head back out on loan. Cameron Carter-Vickers has continued to start and be involved in every possible minute since joining Celtic on loan with an option to buy. The centre-back is now on 19 appearances for the Glasgow Giants. Troy Parrott received a straight red card for leaning in with a head on an opposing player during MK Don's penalty shootout win over Leighton Orient in the Cup. Fortunately for Parrott, the red card only applies to Cup competition, so he will not be ineligible for league games. Pape Matasar 
has been continuing to play for FC Mets and got 80 minutes in an attacking midfield role in their 3-1 home defeat against Montpellier in midweek before coming off the bench at half-time in a 4-0 defeat at Monaco on Sunday. Saar has now made 18 League One appearances so far this campaign ahead of next summer's move to White Hart Lane. That's it for this week's pod. Thanks again for listening. Please do retweet the pod, subscribe, leave a review on iTunes. It really helps get the pod out to as many people as possible. And as always, the future's bright. It's Lily White.